is the Explosion Network's Fast and Furious podcast, and we don't have friends. We have family. Each week in the lead up to Fast and Furious 9, off Ratna Tire, 24 month fucking period, we shall be cracking a corona. We're very drunk now to discuss the film's characters, music, and more of the Fast saga. My name is Silver Blight, and joining me today, Kiramachi. We just, I just, look, I just blew the cobwebs off my uh, six pack of corona that I bought, like halfway through last time when we were originally recording this. Um, you know what? Just like family, it, it ages fine. It ages perfectly like a fine well. Fine wine. Like a fine, fine wine. And exactly. also here, Ashley Helper. Dylan, I'm excited to be here with the three of us, Alphas, three Apex Predators, cooped up in this podcast booth. <laughs> Tensions get high. What are you throwing up on the bench, big fella? 300 pounds, 400 pounds? Yeah, light work. I'm doing the same. Slagging white, clagging and banging. <laughs> I just want to point out. So. Mm. I made a note here, of course. It says, this episode is recorded entirely in 2021 because uh, if you've been listening to this podcast lately, I've been re-releasing episodes. Um, some of them haven't changed, and then every, every second one I've been doing these uh, reviews of the Netflix animated series Spy Races. But otherwise, uh, this is the first episode of this podcast we recorded entirely in 2021. And prior to recording, pressing record on this podcast, Kieran goes, how do we do this show again? But I'm very happy to ha- know that Ash didn't forget because his bit the entirety of the show was... Uh, doing spot-on impressions and quotes of uh, each movie. So, <laughs> I uh, was tempted to like to ask, tell Kieran to do like the champagne, uh, the opening thing, the champagne problem, whatever the rock says. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cold can of whoop ass. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But no, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was a better line. There, so. Yeah, you got it. That was more than the line. That was whole monologue. <laughs> that, was a, that was like a monologue. That was like. Yep. Man, so was... if you need uh, Kevin Hart like for your films, let me know. Uh, so before we get into discussing today's movie which is Hobbs and Shaw which I'll get into in a moment of course like I I did I recorded a little bit of a bit for the the first episode of It's About Family season one Redux which is what's currently happening and what this episode will now be part of Uh, but just going around the room uh, Kieran now that Fast and Furious 9 is is actually going to come out in a couple weeks I know this because there are critics that have already watched it, and um, it's in that's a th- other countries, right? It's in China. Yeah, it's, 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 it's already came out in China believe, and a couple of believe, places. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's 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 in cinemas in some parts of the world. Australia's going to get it in a couple of weeks. We're getting it ahead of America and some of pla- like they they're doing a rollout of the places that have the most cinemas open, and seemingly America's like at the very bottom of the list, which is funny because. Fast and Furious franchise, and they're getting like they're getting it last. But uh, there you go. But now that the movie is only a couple of weeks away, we're finally going to get to watch it. How how are you how are you feel about this whole <laughs> this thing? <laughs> um, look, I was you know first thing that came to my mind when Victoria went back into lockdown like last week. I was like, <laughs> oh no, Fast and Furious Nine. How am I going to watch it? But no, I'm, it's I'm a honestly, legitimate problem. It's a legitimate thing, right? It was like, wait a minute, cinemas and thank- thankfully regional Victoria has opened up pretty rapidly oh, okay. since yeah. so okay cool um just i CBD. should be a okay just <laughs> melbourne yeah um but yeah no i'm looking forward to it uh i think for me i think this is the first big movie event of that i've at least been to or movie that of like since the pandemic like demon slayer was demon slayer but it wasn't is like that the only thing caliber. you've seen in the cinema in the last one uh demon, demon slayer so. and what was that other? Uh, what was oh, the, the Ghibli Studio movie? Ghibli thing? Okay, the yeah. Studio so Ghibli movie. It doesn't yeah, even yeah, matter. Yeah. So yes, this will be yes, the first yes. major motion picture. So this is the first major motion motion picture since. So yeah. um, look, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be you know good old outrageous 
Um, Fast and Furious, nonsense. So, um, look, looking forward to it as always. Ash, how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty excited, you know. Finally, finally get to see the film. Finally got, know if Hart gets justice. I mean, you've technically got your tickets booked, if you want to put it that way. So. I mean, technically, by the time this comes out, I'll have watched the film, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yes. This this comes out day of the release of the film here in Australia. Yes. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm double-weaking it. You're double-weaking. I had to table. adjust the schedule. Because oh, uh, uh, behind the scenes, everyone, start, you know... I've, we kept readjusting the, the idea of re-releasing this podcast. And of course, you know, like COVID, when's the movie coming out? They kept like saying June, July, something like that. They gave us a release date in the first trailer for uh, Fast and Furious 9, the first, yeah. the first one they June put 24th. out. Uh, and then I, I, I reworked this whole Redux schedule around that. And then we found out like a week or, or so afterwards, after I'd already sort of start or no it was after i'd already released one or two of the reduxes that they were um they were like oh actually it's coming out earlier it's coming out on the 17th here in australia so Mm. i was like oh fuck i have to rework some things because i didn't really take into account that so this one so if uh, i'm releasing one on tuesday the 15th which will be this one so this this comes out the day before you'll be watching it if you're going yeah you're, you're going on wednesday right yeah yes Yes, so this will come out the day before then. I'm I'm plopping this one in, which is fine. It's going off schedule. Of course, these have been releasing every it's all right. Thursday. Nothing important comes out on Tuesday for Disclosure Network at the moment. So. Is that is that? I'm serious. I was, yeah, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like, I'm pretty sure. I purposely it's, it's was one like, of the few f- f- uh, <laughs> uh, free days. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I'm pretty sure. I I was like, I just slotted in on Tuesday instead of like the Monday or the wednesday yep. or anything because i was like well, it fits in there and then you're like the way you said it i was like wait have i st- have i stood on something you've you've got planned no. that i don't know about but uh anyway that's uh yeah i'm, I'm feeling excited definitely to, to watch the movie i've i've seen the trailer at this stage a billion times because they show it literally every time i go to the cinema and you know really? i go to the cinema yeah like i've seen it every I single time i have not seen it since we did that trailer reacts <laughs> Holy shit! I've got. Stuff. I pretty much can. Yeah, I. I'm not even exaggerating. I. I think I have seen it every time. I have been to cinema for the last couple of months, and I go to the cinema once a week, right? Mm. Most of the time. Maybe there's a week where a movie doesn't come out, and I go go watch. But I pretty much go every week for whatever's the the new movie, right? So I've been watching this trailer a lot, and um, I'm kind of getting sick of watching it because it's the exact same trailer. But at the same time, the first few times I was watching it, every time I'd be like, yeah, I've seen it before, but fuck yeah, it's, it's finally coming. Get excited. <laughs> Especially because if there was like a cinema full of people, I'd hear some people start laughing or whatever, but then they'd come around because by the end of the trailer, I'd hear someone say shit like, man, this looks ridiculous. And then like they'd have a friend next to them to go like, we're going though, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking going. I'm like, <laughs> you want to watch this shit? <laughs> they got a space. Yeah. Hey, you don't want to watch this shit. Come on, come around. Uh, yeah, what well, magnet? <laughs> what shit's going off? Return of the man, Han. It's all happening. So justice. Uh, but yeah, bonus episode. We're going to talk a little bit about today. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw is released in 2019, directed by David Leach, who is one of the people who did the John Wicks and that sort of shit involved in that sort of stuff. Uh, written by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce. Main cast is Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, Helen Mirren, Isa Gonzalez, Eddie Marson. Oh, Aina 
Aina Sue and Cliff Curtis. Synopsis for the film is Lawman, Luke Hobbs, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and outcast Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham, form an unlikely alliance where a cyber-genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. Um, so without saying... I, I don't want to pass it straight to Ken because I already know he wants to shit on the movie. So let's go to Ash. Uh, Ash, how do you <laughs> feel about Hobbs and Shaw? Because I think we did a spoiler cast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that? a spoiler cast. Oh, like either I dreamed it or something. On and the old spoiler cast. Yeah, review discussion channel. Review discussion, review discussion whatever it was channel. Called. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Will's both saw it. Like it was, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. So how do uh, you feel about this watch? This is an interesting film to watch in 2021. Um, there's viruses play a huge role in this film which is a weird thing to talk about and i can't imagine any film in the next 10 15 years will touch that like uh macguffin i would imagine you know i feel like 10 it's a bit of a touchy is, subject 10 or 15 feels especially way too long. maybe the, next like a couple years but. even like the i guess post-credit scene with where uh ryan reynolds is like You've got, I've got that virus fine, but there's a new virus, and I was like, oh no, yeah, it's COVID nineteen. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's kind of unremarkable, and kind of there's no really interesting action scenes. Um, really, uh, it's kind of held up by Jason Sta- Jason Statham, uh, and The Rock's wrestling promo work, uh. You know, name calling each other through the entire film, and then Vanessa Kirby, who's really great. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of a forget. And Idris Elba gets his moments. I mean, again, like a lot of films, that opening fight scene was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, as the movie kind of progressed, it came more boring. It's like, yeah. K- uh, Karen, um, you know what? This movie wasn't as bad. I remember the first time I watched this movie, it was very bad. You well, you, you'd said off air it goes for four hours. It feels like <laughs> it goes for four hours. Holy shit! And it still felt like that. It wasn't as bad this time, but this movie didn't need to be two hours and fifteen minutes. This movie could have been like a nice, you know, probably cut like half an hour off that time, like maybe forty-five minutes. It have like a nicer, more streamlined storyline. Um, this movie, I remember, it, it, it has some really kind of out of left field moments with stuff like you know i didn't realize until i because i watched this late i didn't watch this when it first came out but like ryan reynolds being in this movie was just kind of not something i'd seen or heard i don't about think anyone knew it. until watching it because i i don't i think me and ash discussed on the spoiler cast yeah. and whatever back in the day it was like oh shit ryan reynolds is in this yeah so yeah and, and this is look it is just more ryan reynolds it, it's you know it goes to the ryan reynolds playbook of uh calling somebody by their first middle and surname, but their middle name being like a female's name or something. Or mm. um, It just really went by the, the, his playbook of humor, which worked in that section. Um, as well as Kevin Hart just, you know, seems to randomly turn up in everything The Rock does nowadays. So um, that's not as surprising. Um, I think Statham and Rock definitely do hold this up. Um, I think as a whole, this movie is meh. It's it's really nothing special. Um it's 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 annoying because there's stuff about this movie where we've we've talked about it all the way through recording this series that we should we used to like um suspending our disbelief for, for what happens in this movie but the normal fast and furious movies do this in a way that is so 
they they like they like over the top like they like they like do like triple backflips flying a rocket over the line of what we believe is possible this room just this movie just didn't feel like it pushed the bar enough for me to be able to completely suspend my belief in stuff um also anything with roman reigns anytime roman reigns was on the scene it was on the Screen, I cringe so hard because it was so awful. You mean well, he doesn't even have any lines, though. He just—he doesn't have any lines. Exactly. He shouldn't have and been yet, that bad. But the- yet he manages to ruin the ending of the film. Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but when uh, uh, the Rock's daughter is coming in for the yes. first time, Roman Reigns is standing behind them as she's meeting the grandmother for the first time, and then they go out to the wide shot, and then Roman Reigns is behind the grandmother. Ah. It's that's, a really bad a, continuity error. What a fucking that's, heel move from him to do that. <laughs> oh, he's just, the thing is, right, Roman Reigns today is actually a good wrestler and he's a good promo person and everything. At this point in his life where he was like the... the two years the, ago. Two years ago, yeah, where he was Vince McMahon's kind of wanting to be Superman good guy. This, oh, there's this, there was the one, like in like the montage of them getting ready where he kind of randomly picks up a weapon and looks at it really awkwardly and it's just like... I get it. It's Roman Reigns, but like, well, he's here because he's related to the Rock. It's not just yeah. No, you could get... have had the Usos as well. If I you mean, wanted. well, no, the that Usos were there because they kept saying Usos all the time. They kept saying Uso, and I was like, wait, which one's Jimmy? Which one's Jay? I can't <laughs> tell the two apart normally, but you know, there's all these wow. ones everywhere. Like, well, you Jay's know, been twins. doing a lot of work to make sure that it... no, Jimmy's been doing a lot of work. <laughs> no, it's Jay. No, I'm, I swear it's Jimmy. It's fine. Jimmy's been in action lately. It's fine. Is it Jeff Bridges? Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, this movie's all right. It's it is what it is. It definitely feels like kind of the Rock wanting to kind of forge his own subset path in the Fast and Furious universe and branch it out a little bit more. This movie definitely sets up for another movie down the line with these two in it. Um, yeah. It's 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 nah. It's it's not a must watch in the Fast and Furious series at all. Um, yeah, I um, I don't love it. I didn't like not enjoy watching it for some parts. I I think Vanessa Kirby is the standout. She's was my favorite part watching it the first time. She's my favorite part watching it now. But I also loved her in um, Mission Impossible as well. So it's just like, um, I think she's been doing this kick ass sort of spy action franchise takeoff or whatever. Um, I think she's back in the next two Mission Impossible's too, from memory. So, uh, at least I hope she is. So, cool. Give me more of that. Bring her back for the sequel of this. I'm all about that. And then, yeah, as Ash said, I it's like this movie without the charisma of the two leads of Statham and Johnson's. Just it really would fall apart. But I think the other interesting thing about this movie is like, and I mean, like even Idris Elba is like quite charismatic as the villain. It's just the villain itself isn't particularly interesting but idris is you know he's keeping that character afloat more than a lesser less charismatic actor would have he's black superman yeah yeah (laughs) he is black Superman. no you know what's cool in them being black superman was him having his own grime check in the middle of his like entrance in chase and i was like and i had not realized that the first time i must have been bored out of my mind or not as interested in grime and idris elbra but listening to him then i was like holy fuck he's on this soundtrack that's awesome idris elbra does and he's really good I know he does music. Don't I just spoil. didn't know he was on that. Yeah. I was going to spoil, spoil some of my uh, picks later, but um, the, I think the, the interesting thing about this movie is, and this sort of relates into some of my thoughts I had about Fast and Furious Eight, which is that so this is written by Chris Morgan, who's done all of he previous to this he'd done all the Fast and Furious ones from 
uh, four onwards. I don't remember if he did three as well. I said Tokyo Drift. Anyway, he's done the majority of them that pe- people know and love, right? Chris Morgan wrote all those. Uh, and he, he writes this, and Chris Morgan writes these ridiculous action scenes, but much how I feel about Fast and Furious 8 faltered under the hands of F. Gary Gray and not Justin Lin, I again feel like David Leach cannot direct the Chris Morgan action scenes and make them as ridiculous as they are that's somewhat believable like and i think that is de- like and i feel like i, I come across as some somewhat of a justin lynn fanboys because i am to a degree but they i honestly feel like you can't put past the fact that lynn and maybe this will all fall apart when if fast and furious nines doesn't live up to my hopes and dreams but chris morgan isn't actually writing that one that is a worth, worthwhile note he is actually um it's being written by someone completely different which is another interesting tidbit about that film but uh justin lynn was always able to take these over-the-top action scenes of chris morgan and make them somewhat believable you know jumping a car between buildings all that sort of stuff like absolutely ridiculous but somehow the way he just shot and you know paced these scenes and all these sorts of things you you just it just worked and as soon as we went to fast and furious 8 without lynn um it's like ah it's not really as good and then this one again morgan writing different David Leach, the director, it's like, oh, just something feels off. Like this and Fast and Furious 8, it's just like something feels off about the action. What is it? What feels different? It's the director. Like that's the mm. the coinciding factor between all these films. They just don't have Justin Lin, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's interesting because obviously David Leach comes from a back, like a stunt background. But more like serious though, you know, like hand-to-hand combat, like sort of stuff. And Yeah, and I mean, that's probably the better stuff in the actual film. I mean, the hand-to-hand stuff, not the over-the-top the action stuff. stuff. Yeah, no. like the like, I was the like the actual fights. Yeah, like uh, Jason Statham in the the apartment, or The Rock versus Vanessa Kirby, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that but the, all the car stuff is kind of like forgettable. All of the car stuff, and it's, it, a lot of it is like uh, very reliant on music, like licensed music. You know what I mean? Rather I mean, than like, well, score I mean, the franchise or, yeah. is always got lots of music but it always just yes. it seems to be like it's i feel no this one know. this this this, this one it, this it just felt like it felt like yeah it felt like but it also, leaned like, on that a lot he, he just really missed capturing the moment that the rock was strong enough to pull a chain with a helicopter attached to it and reattach it you know like, like when you think about it compare that to captain america holding the the thing yeah the... captain america is like nothing compared to that no, like that yeah. is he didn't pull it back. He just held it there for the while. Yeah, I it... guess. But like, it just yeah. doesn't. It's just not like you just feel like it's it's not. Un, it's a kind of undershot. I feel like a moment like that, even like it just doesn't feel right. There's yeah, it's just I don't know. Like it's maybe not the right director for this sort of action because yeah, no one argues. No no fans of the Fast and Furious franchise argue that the action scenes and stuff of these movies aren't over the top and ridiculous. But it's when they're they're filmed in a way and given to you delivered to you in a way that you can sort of buy into the fantastical world and forget forget about it and not sort of be watching it and overthinking it at the same time and all that sort of stuff that the the magic sort of happens of this franchise and when you're sitting here watching this one like that like another thing i found super distracting is idris elba um the the bike i hated the bike i thought the bike was so fucking cool i hated it i hate it i hate it i hate it so much it's just one of those things where i'm like 
it just seems like it's such an easy cop out for everything. So then it's like every time they thought they could escape him, like he could get out of anything. He could always have the bike like wrap any which way he wants. It just well, I'm like, why come up with something like that? Because it just I don't know, it just seems stupid. also because he's a cyborg. It's like why do you make any mistakes? Like you knew you wouldn't have been able to jump off the bike and grab yeah. her. Well, that's the thing. I think no, no, but I think that's a story element to it though. Yeah. Is what? that he's still got human, even though he is talking about how adding more machines make him, makes him more humane, it's still the human parts of him that are holding him back and making him make mistakes. Mm. I think that's part of his story, the duality of his story in many ways, is is that kind of, um, he he preaches that, which is kind of weirdly complex storytelling for a Fast and Furious movie, but, you know, whatever, um, that he is you know, so for replacing his body parts with um, robotic body parts to make himself superhuman, but still having the human parts holding him back so much. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, there was like one cool shot with the bike that I kind of popped off for and was like, that's really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I, I can see your points on it, that it, it was kind of a, um, a fix-all kind of replacement to any questions or problems that he was having. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so getting into the family for this week, uh, a little bit different than, of course, every other week because we're talking about the the core Dom-related family a, a bit more, so this is a little bit different. There was a lot of family in this. This There's a lot of family, but it's also like... But it's not, not the was, family we care about. We, we, we really know, care it about. It was getting to the point in this movie where I was like, man, this family stuff's a bit more, you know... Force down your throat to remind you it's a Fast and Furious movie. Like, <laughs> like well, that's, a, that's the connecting fabric. They're like, what makes a Fast and Furious film? Well, cars, yep, action, family. Like, that's the. I'd say it's all about family. It's right? all about family. Yeah, it's all about family. You'd say, yeah. Uh, so, Deckard family grows with. Um, um, Patty. The, inter- the introduction of um, Vanessa Kirby, of course, added as his sister. And then you have the the Hobbs family grow a lot in this film with the introduction of a lot of them. A lot All of his family. Yeah. <laughs> his you mother, his brothers, like, his cousins. Like there's a. You could list them as like his mother, Jonah, the Usos. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and, Usos is like a, a chorus line, really. Of characters and, not... and Roman Reigns. And, and Roman Reigns is like a background Uso. <laughs> Um, so the thing I write this I write this just being funny to myself I write Brixton worked with Shaw and everyone thought Shaw turned on him and his crew but it was actually Brixton and Shaw is actually a good guy and please everyone forget about how he killed Han because re-watching this again (laughs) it just reiterated to me how many times in this movie that they like Morgan or Universal telling Chris Morgan to like please try and write a way that this character can be brought around as a good guy, because of course, you know, people like myself, reaction to Fast and Furious 8 was just hashtag justice for Han, and now we're about to get that right. So, uh, this movie, you can really tell they're trying hard because not only do you have a line literally near the end of the film where he's talking to his sister and he's like, I've done some things in the past, I'm trying to make amends for, which is, lit- you know, that's about Han. But then the fact that they do this whole storyline where they're like, He's, even his own sister thought he was the bad guy and he did things wrong and Brixton's like the bad guy and he killed Brixton because Brixton was actually the, the bad cop and Jason Ooh. Statham was being the good cop. It's like all of this storyline just to go, look, you have... Oh, just, he didn't... 
I know it killed Han, but <laughs> well, please. <at> the <laughs> he saved that baby in the last what... film as well. I remember that. He was a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if it, exactly, but either either Statham says it or um, The Rock says it, that his answer for most problems is to shoot it in the head. And I was like, man, that's uh, that hits close to home there with, uh, with poor Han, but sure. Um, it was an yeah, accident. I think that's so what the problem. They they casting Jason. Do you reckon when they originally casted Jason Statham, they had ever intended for him to no. become a good guy? No, because that was the thing, right? They they casted somebody that is just too likable in that role. He made a general. really good bad guy, though. Yeah, he made a great, bad, a great guy, bad guy. But also at the same time, yeah. Jason Statham. Firstly, for me, I really like Jason Statham. Watching this movie, especially the part where he was like fighting through that corridor of people, I was like, man. Can somebody just give me another transporter film already? Because that'd be no, that'd be cool. Three cause... was terrible, so yeah, but make it good though. Mm. You know, give it the John Wick treatment with mm. Jason Statham. Let's just like really, um, but yeah, it, it's very the narrative of this is very. Hey, hey guys, remember you know everybody's everybody loves everybody. We're all we're all super great. We, 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 yep, like no us, one please, ever so really dies, one. and the bad guys are also probably good guys and. Except Idris Elba did only get kicked off a cliff this time. And he's a robot, so. He could get restarted, you know? Yeah. It was all the trick to get him away. Some double-A batteries, you know? Um, And then... As long as he was waterproof. This under the bad guy family tree, but Ryan Reynolds, of course, that we mentioned, has introduced this film and... He's seemingly the actual bad guy of the whole film because in, ca- in case this is the thing that a lot of people missed uh, and it wasn't like found out until like a couple months after the film released or whatever. But the person who's uh, the person who was credited as the Etion director voice actor was like a like a fake name. And then people actually figured out it was actually just a fake alias for Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds is apparently the voice of the Etion director in this in this film, which is to say that Ryan Reynolds is apparently the bad guy. So you can try and work out what that means, but uh, I guess with, with with the <laughs> predicament he's in at the end of the movie, where he has clearly slaughtered a whole bunch of people and has blood covering, but he's very kind of nonchalantly talking to uh, Dwayne and making jokes and everything. I can see that. That's a bit, you know, it's a bit weird if they're gonna kind of almost throw out the punchline to their future movie already. <sighs> I think it's pretty obvious is that there's two options. Etion is either Hobbs's dad or it's Ryan Reynolds' twin brother. Could be. The name, by the way, I just double-checked what it was, was the person credited as the voice actor of uh, the Etion director is Champ Nightingale, which sounds like a very real name. What an awesome name! <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write that down for like a D&D character <laughs> or some shit. That's awesome. Champ, Champ. Nightingale. That's yeah. it. That's his porn star name, you know. First yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Straight, yeah, yeah, possible. Uh, Did anybody else see, like yeah. just just as like a general factor, right? The Etion really, you know what? Well, product, a good efficiency. Etion is at getting all their like cars and everything to Samoa and getting it all set up so quickly. But the real question is, which is is in the universe that is Fast and Furious? Does time run differently? Is time a Maybe. different scale? Because that was an awfully long six minutes. For what? For, the, like, they end. said that 
for the for the guns to be disactiv- disabled. She said it takes six minutes. It lasts for six minutes, well, and then it's it's. I, they had done like I think if you, I'm pretty sure if you did some maps back. on how long that six minutes was, then you could actually figure out how long the runway in Final Fantasy uh, in Final Fantasy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. Was, I think yeah. maybe we forgive the runway if we work out what time is in the Fast and Furious universe because different time, time just time, might space. time just might hit differently back there. It's possible. Maybe. You could, do, you could actually probably do some legit maths on this. I mean, they're going so fast and so furious that they're breaking <laughs> the uh, time barrier, time yeah. stream. It's possible. I buy into it. Going so fast, down. they're doing stuff before like time lasts longer because they're going so fast. Yeah. Also, um, on the island of Samoa, apparently you can have like rain in one area and maybe like nearby but not that far away it's like sunny and nice yeah it's tasmania at the same have, time have you never seen rain before i've seen have rain, you seen rain like, clouds come across like, i have but it was like bucketing down in that freaking where they the airplane crashed and uh it was not that raining anywhere or no, and there was helicopter. like clear skies <laughs> and there was clear skies nearby <laughs> you <laughs> just to clarify, yeah, just just in Fast case it, the listeners were confused, they're like, did I but, see the right movie? Fast Furious Nine's the one with the planes in it, from the looks of the trailers. This one indeed had a helicopter. Yes, uh, I right. had a helicopter uh, had a plane as well. Yeah, it's true. They lots of them have planes, honestly. Yeah, but this one, to clarify, I had a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, what's your favorite yeah. line from today's? Let me break it down for you, Frodo. This ain't 1955 anymore. All right, despite the fact that the girl sleeping right there is related to you, she's still one of the toughest, baddest, most capable women I've ever encountered in my entire life. And if she chooses to look the way of this big, brown, well-endowed, tattooed mountain of a man, then guess what? I'm going to let her climb this mountain over and over and over again. (laughs) Wow. I like how... uh... I always appreciate how I've written down like a one sentence thing and uh, I just got that whole performance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, I'm just going to do mine following on from that. Uh, great performance. But mine, you kind of spoiled mine before because mine really is the, that son of a bitch really is the black Superman. Just because both times I've watched this film, <laughs> got a little bit of a chuckle out of me. Don't know why. Ridiculous line. Like when he calls himself black Superman, nah. Alright. When The Rock says that son of a bitch really is the black Superman and the way he delivers the line. Just so corny it makes me laugh. So that's the one I, I went with. Kieran, what'd you go with? Um, I go with I thought it would be a cool thing to say when Hobbs baits him into shocking them five times oh. and it just like instantly breaks and he's instantly there's that moment of, you know, there's two ways they could go about it, and normally you would think with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, they'd go the the straight man that really does mean it and is like, man, I'm so tough and cool. Um, but no, he really just breaks and goes, no, I was just wanted to be cool. And I was like, you know what? I believe in that. That's that's great. That's awesome. Also, just anything Jason Statham says because Statham's accent is still fantastic. Oh, As a fellow Englishman. Have you ever seen... Have you, well. you probably haven't watched. What's that film that he's in? Uh, Spy, Ice, the... The spy one with Melissa McCarthy. The fuck is that? It's just spy. It's just called spy. spy? Have you watched that, Karen? No. Okay. Watch that if you want to see Jason Statham delivering some really over-the-top one-liners in very Jason Statham delivery. It's quite fucking funny. Um, 
moving on into the mix of course every uh, every every episode every movie we've been picking two songs from the movie add them into the, the ultimate mix what are the best songs from this film ash what are your two picks uh i'm gonna go with all roads lead home by ohana bam and token and time in a bottle by young blood you, you just what did you just you just fucking no we can't have that that gets struck for record. I'm refusing to let him say young blood like that. That's fucked. That is that's actually that's actually fucked. <laughs> um mine were hundred miles of running, cause logic. And then I had the if I die, Hobson Shaw, the the even if I Elba, die. Sorry, sorry, even if I die. Idris Elba what? on the mix. I fucking I hate Cypress you guys so much. Why? Because you you taken all of. That's my fine. Things. You can say him. There's no need to. Uh, I fine. Yeah, that's fine. We're allowed that's to duplicate. We've had, done it before. I, had, I know we recorded it. I had time a ago, in a bottle by Youngblood, yeah. and even yeah. if I die by Idris Elba, Cypress Hill, and Hybrid, you know. There you go. They're the picks. They're, this soundtrack was not as interesting as past Fast and Furious films, to be to to be completely honest, but. Uh, I had a couple of right songs in it, including the one by Young Blood. By the way, it's Young 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 Blood, young, not whatever the fuck Ashley. Young said. Young Young, young, young Blood. Young Blood. blood. <laughs> I don't know if that's him trying to do Young Blood's accent or if he's just. I'm just uh, purposely mispronouncing names of artists. Okay. That was the other bit that I was doing. I think. Gary, you gotta help me free the crew. There's nothing I can do. Fine. I'll break them out myself. Don't take it personally, guys. Toretto's never stay locked up for long. Hello and welcome to the last Fast and Furious Spy Races review segment thingamabob. Of course, if you've been skipping these because you don't care, it's the last one. It's the penultimate episode of It's About Family. So this is the last one of It's About Family redux as this season has been uh talking about the final season so it's spy races season four mexico is what this season is came out only a month ago month and a half ago pretty much came out when i started watching the first season or like a week or so before that i think or a week or so after that it's one of those ways either way season four spice races uh, pretty good. Continues to build relationships between the characters, of course. Introduces new family members, of course. And traps our heroes on the road as they're framed for a crime they did not commit um, by the new villain, the big bad guy called uh, More is the, the villain this time. And I'll, we'll come back to him in a second. He's, he's not too interesting. Uh, but the cool thing about this season that I liked is that Miss Nowhere gets trapped with the Toretto family heroes, our main characters. Uh, she's also framed, and she's separated from Gary this season, which is quite good. So Gary gets stuck at HQ, and he's actually looking for her, trying to track her down, because he's like, oh, no, she betrayed us, and all this sort of stuff. But the really good thing about that means that uh, Miss Nowhere, someone I, who I've come to enjoy on this show quite a lot due to her zany one-liners and attitude, uh, seeing her not just yell at Gary and that being the, the crux of it and seeing her have to interact with all the other characters in the show. I just enjoyed that so much more. And I hope that's kind of a thing that can continue in season five, six, however many of these they decide to do. 
Um, talking about other characters, there's a couple that are new in the season, aside from Moray, the bad guy. So you have Cisco's uncle Tuco is introduced this season, who's a famed luchador. Um, he has a he has a minor role, but it's fun, and he's voiced by Dan Trejo, so that's quite enjoyable. He does a really good job at voicing that character and making him quite enjoyable and the relationship that Cisco has with his uncle is quite fun to watch on screen as well but talking about new fun voice roles AEW's Paul White who you probably know more as the big show from WWE voices this new killer agent who's hot on the heels named um of their heroes named Palindrome cool name cool character uh, really badass, a lot of um, badassness and heart to him and all that sort of stuff. He's he, The really cool thing about this character is this show, and I think I talked about this for season three, is it seems like they've been trying to not mimic the movies, obviously. The show's quite different, but mimic some of the beats that the movies have taken. And this is very much like Hobbs' introduction where um, he's he's the bad guy, but... I don't think it's a spoiler to say that if he comes back, he's probably gonna, you know, he's he's probably gonna be a good guy at that stage. So, but he's the bad guy. He's hot on a, he's hot on the heels of our uh, our good guys, but we know they didn't do anything wrong. They're framed, right? So, um, you have this whole relationship where they they're trying to stop him, but of course they're not trying to kill him, or they're trying to, you know, get Palindrome to understand what he's doing. And yeah, Paul White does a really good job with this role. I think he was like perfectly cast i don't know if it's just his voice or just the attitude that he brought to delivering the lines but he, he stood out every time his character was in a scene i was really into it like he brought a lot to to every scene and maybe it's just a thing of having more adult characters around the kid characters that um leaves a better balance between the silly silliness of it especially when um toretto's speaking in this and you're like Shh like he's he's becoming one of my least liked characters it's which is funny because they give him less and less time in the show i swear so um take from that what you will i guess uh this season does have a few races which is good so they still are including the car racy aspect of it it still has a little bit of that in fact i think there was more races this season than the last i haven't gone back to like compare of course but um the villain and plot i did not love in this season and all the main villain plot. Like there was a lot of cool character stories and the palindrome stuff and all, all that sort of stuff was really great. But just like the main villain stuff we're dealing with. So you've got Moray, Moray, uh, who I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it or even remember, or I didn't pay enough attention. And I, I've kind of forgot between finishing the season and starting this. I don't even know, but he he's basically start like wanting to activate some sort of prophecy that like, kill half of the world or something i i don't even know why it's a thing by the time you get to the last episode it feels like it's sort of a fast and furious cross of indiana jones plot or something i didn't really understand but or go for it so yeah i don't rate the villain i think the villains in the show look work a lot better when they are a bit more silly um and fun and this one wasn't particularly grubbing me so that's my one big negative for this season but Fast and Furious Spy Races Mexico was another solid season. I'd probably rank it in the upper, probably at number two. You could make an argument for being the best season. Certainly would be up there thanks to um, 
a lot of the smaller things like having Miss Miss Nowhere around more, Paul White being introduced as Palindrome, all this sort of stuff. Uh, the villain's currently dragging it down for a little bit for me and like the lack of just some more straight up races. I still obviously would like some more of those, although they integrate them quite well. But anyway, that's it. That's my catch up. That's been my uh, all my reviews now of Fast and Furious Spy Races. I've officially watched everything related to Fast and Furious. You can hear me talk about everything related to Fast and Furious on this podcast. You've now heard me talk about all of it, except, of course, the thing we're about to get excited to watch. Uh, and by the time this drops, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on day release, it's only a couple of days away, or at least if you live in Australia. Uh, if you live elsewhere in the world, it's either got a couple more weeks for you or it's already out. So it just depends where you are. But Fast and Furious 9 is out. Australia, a couple of days. Pretty darn excited doing this little little watch along with this kid's show. It's been fun. It's been enjoyable. It's time to move on to the big time, to the big boys, you know, big cars, big Dom. This is what we want. So make sure you tune in for the final episode, of course, where I'll be talking about that. All you gotta do is ram them and then smash them and then ram them some more. You mess with the wrong crew. That's my familia. Laser to me. Did you really have to yell laser grenade? What's the point of throwing a laser grenade if you don't yell laser grenade? All right. (laughs) The fact that you can remember these bits is impressive. (laughs) Well, I've got notes. Uh, Looks like we're all out of NOS for this week. Oh, he said it. Oh, he said the (laughs) line. Made a year. But said the line. You can follow us all on Twitter by heading to explosion.com slash Twitter. Next or oh, not next week, in the next couple of days, what did I say this was out on? Tuesday, I said, right? Yep. So on hopefully Thursday I, for, or Friday, honestly at this stage, d- depends because we're, we're recording this a few weeks prior to then. But um, we will have another episode out. We will finally, after a full, over a year of re-recording this show and talking about it, we will finally be discussing Fast and Furious Nine. So make sure Dylan, you. Dylan, why would you say that? You jinxed us last time. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, make sure you head to the cinema, watch Fast and Furious Nine, and then tune Listen, in to the keep, finale. Wear your masks. Keep your do social you distance do. so we don't get a lockdown. Get your COVID shots if you Maybe want. Maybe we should just not let anybody in the country for the next two weeks to make sure. To make sure we can watch Fast and Furious. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be it. So next, uh, next couple of days, finale of it's about family. Make sure you're back and listening to that one and. Because hashtag justice is coming. They can't fuck me. Actually, I, I saw someone on Twitter. Do, like, I, I did like two, three tweets, like a mini review. And they were like, Han may get a little bit too much time in this movie. I was like, oh, 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 oh too much time. That sounds like the right amount of time <laughs> to me. <laughs> sounds like not enough time. <laughs>